All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hey, I'm looking forward to this one. I am. I'm looking forward to doing the podcast today. Some SEC power rankings. It's a good day. Hopefully you're having a good week wherever you are. Always appreciate you guys taking out just a, a little bit of of your day to listen to the 15 minutes that I put on here. Uh, but this is going to be a good one today for one reason. We'll do the SEC power rankings. And, uh, you know, I can, I like to call myself objective. I do. I, I think I'm a, an objective media guy. I know I am. As far as media guys are concerned around our state, I know I'm an objective guy. And you kind of look at your own biases and whatnot. But my objectivity can tend to flow into pessimism. I have been accused of that on more than one occasion. So I kind of I fight that a little bit. But I'm going to try and be completely objective today. And when I'm looking at numbers around the SEC and what's left for Ole Miss this year, there's a lot of reason to be excited. There is. There's a lot of reason to be excited. We're going to do that today. Some SEC power rankings, what I think is going to happen, and what a, a, what's out there for Ole Miss, what can actually what can happen this year. Here on National, what's today? Uh, you guys can celebrate Kentucky Day, nah, Seafood Bisque Day. Nope, not, not going to do it for you. Tell you what, though, you can support your local Chamber of Commerce Day. There you go. And look, going down that road a little bit, I know that uh, the NIL discussion has been all over the board the last few days. I saw where William uh, William Liston had posted some stuff on um, another site about NIL and about signing up, and they're trying to get to 1,000 people before the Alabama game. Look, the only thing I would tell you guys, I know some of you are apprehensive about it. A lot of you are excited about it. Um, NIL is is such a huge part of college football right now. There's always going to be the people at the very top of that food chain that give a lot. And then that's happened in Ole Miss's case. But Ole Miss has been out front on a lot of these things in terms of NIL. And it's one reason they're undefeated and they're having such a good year. But they're trying to get to a thousand members and kind of and grow it, you know, so you don't just you're not so top heavy. And the people at the bottom aren't going to give a lot of money. But I'll tell you this, I know some of you that are apprehensive or you're skeptical at all about it. If you asked anybody, I mean, you ask any coaching staff in America about this stuff and they're going to tell their fan base to give. And of course there's rules in place and all of those things, but then there's also a common sense to all of this, what we know is going on. And I do trust that they're doing things the right way. I know they are. And, you know, crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's and making sure everything is done properly. But then the common sense part of it, it is what you think it is and what Lane Kiffin says it is. You know, you have free agency here. It's a huge thing. And if Ole Miss is going to be successful, the Grove Collective Fund, you know, has to be successful. And those two things are going to go together. So on that front, and then I've seen some questions about salaries and money. You can't do this stuff for free. For one, you have to have somebody to run it. But in terms of the percentage of the money and where it's going, I mean, it's going to try and win football games. That's just that's that's just the the crux of it. I think so. There's a, a very small, select handful of people that are basically paying for the overhead part of it. That has to be part of it. But that's a big deal. 
So if you ask me what I know about it and the people involved and is it legit above board? Yeah, absolutely it is. So some of you can't give and some of you can, if you can do it, if you can't, then, you know, that's fine too. Certainly I understand that life's hard. Uh, but look, I wanted, wanted to mention that real quick. It is broad day. Also, there you go. You guys, you can enjoy that one. There you go. Enjoy broad day, broad day, USA, not going to click and see exactly what that is, but it's, it's on my, my sheet of paper here. SEC power rankings. Almost everybody's power rankings that I've checked out this week. It's going to have the same four teams in it. Now the, the ranking has changed and maybe those top three teams change, but you have Georgia, you have Alabama and you have Tennessee and look, let's be fair. Tennessee just beat Alabama. So you should do Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama. I've seen a few people, media guys have actually have Tennessee out front. I can't do that. Georgia for my money is still the best team in the league. And then, yeah, then it's fair to go Tennessee after that. And Alabama. Almost everyone I've seen after that lists Ole Miss at four. And most are going to have LSU at five. And I can't argue with any of that. And then when you go much further past that, you know, for instance, the 247 sports power rankings that we put out every week. After that fifth spot with LSU, then you're talking Kentucky, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and A&M. South Carolina, Florida, and then on and on you go. I would agree with almost all of that. Now, when you're looking at the remaining schedule for Ole Miss, five games, all of those teams are here inside this top nine. You have the Aggies sitting here at number nine. You have Arkansas at eight. You have State at seven. You have LSU at five, and then Alabama's three. This is what I think is going to happen. If you asked me to give you an objective viewpoint right now of where Ole Miss is, and look, I'm going to do the next few weeks here for you. I'm going to look ahead just a little bit. And I'm trying to be objective. You know, what's the the best season that could happen? What's the worst? Um, I'm going to change my mind on a, a little bit of this. I can't see the undefeated season happening. Just like I can't see the 0-5 finish happening. I just, I can't fathom either of those things happen. More likely for my money, you're looking at a 3-2 finish. That's the realistic look here. Because Ole Miss is going to be favored in four of the five. So you you notch that up to three. You think you're going to lose one. You shouldn't. Bama is going to be tough. There's your 3-2 and two finish. You're 10-2. And, and you're going to another one of these um, New York, uh, New York. One of these New Year's Six Bowls, again, which for Ole Miss, I think will be the fourth in eight years. I think that's right. Huge deal. But let me tell you why you should be optimistic here. I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm one of these guys. I told you before the season, I felt like Alabama was going to be better than they ever have been all year. Really believe that. There was no reason not to believe that. Ton of talent back. These recruiting classes year after year after year still on campus. And they were able to add just some stud transfers on top of it. That roster should be loaded. But it's it's time to start looking at that team objectively and just saying the, the most common sense thing here. They're not playing like that. They don't look like that. I'm looking at their schedule now. It's not just the Tennessee game either. Go back to early in the year. Remember the Texas game? Like they were very fortunate to get out of that Texas game with a win. 20 to 19 and Texas is not great. 
maybe good, you could say. But that's from earlier this year, second game of the year. And then you look at the Texas A&M game. That's a 24-20 game, a chance to lose that on the last play. They were very fortunate to get out of that game, and that was at home. And then they lose the Tennessee games. That's three games potentially there they could have dropped. I absolutely could see them dropping another game this year. It's just not the typical Nick Saban team. Don't know what's going on there. The roster should be loaded. Quarterback situation is good. I mean, you have Bryce Young back. So I don't really know what's going on there. But I know what's happening on the field, and they just haven't been very good. Certainly not to their standards. So that game's starting to look different. Here's the other part of it. Let's look at Ole Miss's schedule, not just this week, but let's play it out. You look at Alabama's schedule, when they play Ole Miss on the 12th, Ole Miss will be coming off a bye week, and Alabama will be coming off a trip to Baton Rouge. They play at LSU the Saturday before. Okay, look, you, you love that situation. And then you look at Ole Miss's schedule here. A&M, not this weekend, but next week. You look at A&M's schedule. They travel to South Carolina the week before Ole Miss. So there's a that's a long trip. And South Carolina's not great, but they can jump up and, and play a good game on occasion. But the travel is part of that. You don't hate that situation. And then you look at this week. And look, if I went further than that, I could do the same thing to Arkansas. The week before Arkansas plays Ole Miss, they also play LSU. So all of these teams, nobody's sitting on a bye before they see you. Ole Miss has the bye before Alabama. And yeah, that's down the road. But when you bring it back to present day this week, the LSU game is so big and so much hinges on what happens Saturday. Because all of those things you forget rather quickly if you don't win at LSU. You're talking about a team that just beat Florida, played well there. That's on the road. I like what they do under center. Their quarterback's good. Look, the guy is weird. And I maybe not weird is the right word. With Brian Kelly there and what he's doing, everybody remembers the fake accent thing. That was an unfortunate day. Talk about unfortunate days for coaches. He'd like to have that one back. And then maybe some of the dancing with recruits and like some of that is he's, he is what he is to me. He's like the definition of current college football coach in the year 2022. They, they are what they are, but I do think that guy can coach and LSU is solid top to bottom. Look, they're favored right now in this game. So as high as fans are right now, if you're an Ole Miss fan, an undefeated team going into Baton Rouge to play LSU. Last I checked, LSU is favored in this game by a point or two. So it would be a, a very small upset, but Ole Miss has to play well in this game. If you win this one, then like I said, you get A&M when, in, a, in a week when they aren't set up for Ole Miss. There's not a buy or anything there. They're traveling to South Carolina. Then you get the break. Get everybody back healthy. Look, you give what I think is, if Lane Kiffin's not the best offensive coordinator in the country, he's on that very, 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 very short list. And play calling and all the things that go with that. You give that guy two weeks to prepare against a team 
that you know he wants to beat for a lot of reasons in Bama. If you get this one, I can't see them letting down against A&M with everything that'll be on the line. Then you get prepared for Bama with a bye week and Bama coming off a tough game at LSU. And then you get Arkansas and you get State to end the season. So like is a magical season in the cards there. Look, that's even objectively or even being maybe a bit pessimistic. You can look at that schedule and see how this thing is laid out for Ole Miss to have the year. But you still you have to take advantage of it. I mean, of all the years, if you want to be the team that crashes the party for a playoff, and look, and I'm honest here about this, coming into the season, I'd laugh at people if you try to – I laugh at fans, or I, I can do that on occasion when I think their team in the preseason has no shot at a playoff just because I think the playoffs are reserved for just the elite of the elite. There's only six teams for my money every year. And that's the way this thing's played out. But one thing that is changing with this NIL stuff, it is very hard to not notice a trend that parity is spreading just a little bit. You know, maybe not as fast as I'd want it, but the playing field is leveling just a little bit. So maybe we are heading into a time when the same teams over and over and over going is not a thing. Maybe it opens the door a little bit for a team to crash that party and get in there when they aren't a blue blood program, which Ole Miss is in that place. But then you look at the schedule, and as long as they don't have a hiccup, if they play well, it's there. Now, look, what are the chances here? If I did a probability or a percentage, it would be very low. Because as excited as you should be about the rest of the schedule, you can also flip that pretty easy. Like my son popped his head in here last night while I'm working in the office. Hey, Dad, all five of these teams, they could they could beat Ole Miss on any given Saturday. Of course they could. I mean, of course they could. That's what's going to happen here the last six weeks of the season. I mean, there's five teams that should be competitive football games. But if Ole Miss plays well in those games, you like their chances. And then at that point, who knows what will happen. Maybe they can have one of those runs. And they can be a story. It's already been a story. Sitting here 7-0 and with Lane Kiffin as the head coach and him tweeting and on ESPN and doing interviews. Look, he's been a great ambassador for Ole Miss. He has. He's been a great ambassador. There's a lot to like on that roster. They need to get a couple of guys back healthy that I think are struggling, especially on the defensive side. But Jackson Dart's playing better. You look at the numbers around the SEC outside of the top three guys, I think with um, – and you're looking at maybe Bryce Young, you know, Levis, and a couple of others. He's playing as well as anybody and not far behind him. So the point is, enjoy what's going on. You know, maybe it's one of those seasons. It's the time for you to be optimistic and to fully invest and see where this thing goes. And if it doesn't go there, it doesn't go there. And you can be disappointed in everything that goes along with that, but that's part of being a fan. The opportunity is there. So we'll see what happens. Excited about it, though. This is going to be fun. Next six weeks could be fun. All right, guys, that's going to do it today. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day, and we'll talk to you later.